The Digi-Volution is up and running. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know what's coming? A Digi-Destiny starts today. Let me hear you say. To save the digital world. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry but I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure. You're not a wizard, you're a digi-destined. Hello, and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view these characters through this way. We're just here for the lols. What are we sorting today? We're sorting Digimon! Digital monsters? Yeah, specifically Digimon Adventure. Seasons 1 and 2 because there's very few new characters in Season 2. But yeah, there's a lot of overlap in those two. Yeah, there's not that many new characters, but Season 1 still had lots of characters, so we've got a big, long list. Season 2, or Season 1 had so many. Yeah, they, it, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean... So that's kind of the thing with Digimon, though, is like it had so many characters, and they did get development, but they were incredibly simple characters. Yes, they were kept. They they grew. They all had their own stories going on, but they were very baseline. Like yeah. So I has only watched the show recently. Before she watched it, I was th- thinking about doing this episode with a guest, and then like it'd be fun because I'd get like the briefly describe the character to Alex, and then tell them the character's crest <laughs> because each character has a crest that distinguish identifies. Their key personality trait, and that is in like what the writers use as their baseline for the entire show. I might have some takes that might go against some of the crap. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't say the writers did a good job. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, I think you you'll, you'll probably know who I mean. But let's we'll jump into it. Well, for those who may not know, what's Digimon, Alex? A Digimon is a digital monster. Uh huh. Uh and. They What's the show? Change into digital champions to save the digital world. Yep, okay. <laughs> it's Tamagotchi for boys. Yeah. That's what it was based on. But the yeah. show isn't that. No, it's about a group of kids who get sucked into... Uh, Seven young kids went to camp for the summer and wind up living in a digital land. Why did you ask me this question? If Where you everybody don't gets want to meet me their to... own Digimonster, a digital companion, a digital friend. Do you want me to answer the question or do you want to wrap it out? No, please continue. Okay, they get they get sucked into a digital world where they're in a computer, but not. It's weird. And they gotta save the world. They gotta save the world using their newfound friends. The Digimon! Yeah, and they each have one that's theirs. And if you thought the kids had very basic personalities, wait till we get to the Digimon. Digimon don't have personalities. Unless... Some do. Some do. We'll get to the some that do. But first, we have 12 main characters. Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump straight into it. Who's up first, Alex? Ty! The leader of the Digidestined. He's the boy in charge. Yeah. He has the goggles. He kind of acts like he's in charge for a while, but doesn't get officially put in charge until later. One of my favorite things he's as a leader, though, is relevant to another character, so I'll save that till we get to them. Fine. But, yeah, he wears the goggles. It's very important in Digimon. Yes. The leader wears the goggles, except in Season 5. Apparently, fuck Season 5. I haven't watched that one. No, I mean, to be fair, fuck Season 4. Season 4 is the bad one. Season 5 is still good. Ty! How- 
how how would you describe Ty's personality? What like if you were to give him one key personality trait, Alex, what would it be? He plays soccer. <laughs> wow. I mean he does. He does. You're not wrong. <laughs> Okay, no, I know what you're trying to get at. He has the crest of courage. Yeah, arguably, though, I think he's, like, third on the list of characters I would associate with soccer. No, fourth. With soccer? Yeah. I think he said soccer. And I was like, that's a different show. Fucking hell. Let's not waste any time, we say. Let's talk about soccer. No, but li- seriously, Sora, Davis, Ken, I'd associate all of them with soccer Ken more Ken would have I. been higher on my list for soccer. Just Ken. Not Davis. No. He would have gone Ken Ty Davis. Justice for Davis! <laughs> I don't... We'll get to Davis. I, I'm not obsessed with Davis the way that you are. Shut up. <laughs> Davis is the soccer boy. He's the one who soccers. Yeah. Yeah. So Ty's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I mean, he, like, his personality trait is I'm a Gryffindor. That's the, the thing. He rushes in. He does a fight. He really does. He exemplifies everything about Gryffindor. Yeah. Oh, except for one thing. He doesn't fuck. He doesn't fuck. Well, it's because he's a child. Well, that too. But also, like, he couldn't if he wanted to, is the thing. I'm trying to think of who he had. A, I guess just Sora. Huh? Sora's, the, like, his romantic interest, definitely in the movie. But yeah. Matt's the one who ends up with her. Yeah. But I mean, He course... was okay with it, though. He oh, was yeah. super chill about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was, no, because, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Tyler Gryffindor. There's really not a lot more to say about him. He he's a leader. He kind of gets thrust into the leader position for a while. He argues a lot with the next character on our list. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, there's not. A, I think there's a few more points to bring up about Ty in his relationship with the other characters. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. One thing that Digimon does really well is the the it, like, because of how baseline the personalities are. Any pair of per- characters can have a unique and interesting interaction. Yeah. And for the most part, that's taken advantage of throughout the show. Yeah. They like to split them up in different groups. Yeah. They do that very fun. It's it's really effective. Yeah. Up next, though, is Matt. Matt! Matt Ishida, he's the lone wolf. Every season of Digimon has a leader who usually wears goggles and has a lone wolf who's usually second in command on the team. Yeah. By default, and like you know, if if multiple characters are going to get bonus power ups, it'll be the, the leader and the lone wolf. How do we feel about Matt? Well, <laughs> so he's portrayed as the lone wolf type, like, and that's partly 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 shown by him having a wolf Digimon as his partner, Gabumon. I love Gabumon. <laughs> I love that we mentioned Gabumon, but we didn't even mention Agumon when talking about Tai. Agumon's whatever. I love Gabumon. Gabumon's fun. Did you know that Gabumon is a lizard? What? I know he's his like Digimon type is lizard type. I guess he can take the fur off. That's the huh? thing. It's not his fur. Oh no! It's just a pelt that he wears for warmth. Yeah, and he doesn't like being seen without it, does he? No. Because like he's got. Oh, ar- I don't like. like that. It's not like the arms on the pelt are his arms. He's got arms underneath that. Yeah. Yeah, and then he digivolves into a wolf. Then he's not a lizard anymore. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh dear. So Gaz- Gabumon's a lizard. <laughs> Matt is so he yeah he's portrayed as the lone wolf. He's got a younger brother and he's very overprotective he's, of said yeah, brother. Yeah, he's overprotective but, of his brother. But he describes them as half brothers. Um, that's a dub mistake because they're not half brothers remotely. Yeah. They just got parent trapped. Yeah. They were split up. Not young enough that they didn't remember each other or the other parent. No, they were like probably I don't know. Tika was probably like four maybe. Yeah. Like it wasn't that long ago. 
So it's pretty fucking traumatic for these children that they were split up by their parents and not allowed to see each other until this summer camp. Yeah, it's really weird. So Matt's like trying to be a good big brother, but he doesn't know how and he's used to taking care of himself because his dad works a lot as well. Yeah. Two things about Matt. Yeah. First of all, he has the cur- he has the not the courage the courage of friendship. The courage of friendship. <laughs> Matt has the crest. <laughs> I forgot the word crest Jeez. for a moment. The crest of friendship. He has the crest of friendship. And secondly, he does a really shit job of embodying <laughs> the crest of friendship. But that's kind of the point of his character arc though. Mm. The character traits they have are supposed to embody the personality traits they best exemplified when they first encountered Digimon, which was Four years prior to the series. So Matt was a very young child at that point. It was just before his parents split up, I think. Sure. And he was a very good friend then. And probably in like then he growing up though influenced by his parents splitting up, which probably closed him off to the rest of the world. Sure. So that's part of it. But also, yeah, he's deliberately not the best friend a lot of the time. He and Ty argue a lot, but they usually settle it quite quickly. There is the one time he <laughs> did try to murder Ty. He's a, such an asshole! Yeah. Late in the late in the season. Like, he meets an obvious bad guy who works for one of the lead bad guys who tells Matt that in order to, like, reach his full potential, he has to kill Ty. And Gabumon's like, no, he's clearly a bad guy. Don't listen to him. But, I- <laughs> but I'm such a good friend to you, Matt, that I'll help you murder him anyway. <laughs> uh... Uh, okay, so here's, here's, this is the character where I was saying I had a take that goes against their thing. Sure. I think Matt is a Slytherin. Sure, he's not a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Which, like, the friendship thing kind of implies. Yes. Yeah. The crest of friendship would, if you're going just based on crest, would be Hufflepuff. Matt is not a Hufflepuff. I think he wants to be a Hufflepuff. Sure. I think he's a Slytherin that wants to be a Hufflepuff, which is, like, a character archetype we've never really seen before. That's very fun. Yeah. I think, I think Gabumon's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> We're not there yet. Whatever. But I I think Matt's a Slytherin. Matt gets a lot better in season two. Sure. Because he's not the focus anymore. He's like in the mentor role from behind the scenes. Although he's still kind of a dick to Davis because everyone's a dick to Davis. (laughs) But Matt's Matt's development during season two is interesting though. So in season one, he has a harmonica. Like he goes off and sits by himself to play his harmonica. Sure. Because he's a lone wolf. Oh, so tragic. Therefore, in season two, he's in a band. In season two, he's in a band and he plays guitar. Now lead guitar, of course, and lead singer. Of course, He's he's a... you know, yeah. The rest of his band aren't characters. Yeah. In the epilogue, there's an epilogue to season two, <laughs> which is controversial, I know. And Matt's just got, like, we get shown 25 years later, we get to see one who everyone pairs up with, which, you know, obviously leaves shippers pissed off. Yeah. Although, like, Matt ends up with Sora, who he began dating during the show anyway, so that's yeah, fine. That's all right. And we get to see how many kids they've got, and we get told everyone's careers. Matt's an astronaut. What the fuck? With Gabumon. And they go to Mars. What the fuck? Apparently, this might be a dub line, I'm not sure, but apparently because they missed the moon and just kept going. Yeah. Because that's how spaceships work. That's what the dub said. I don't know if that's a dub line or if that was in the original. Yeah, that's at least what we heard. Yeah. So anyway, Matt's a Slytherin. Matt's I guess he's very ambitious and I becomes guess. an astronaut out of fucking nowhere. I guess. Who's next? Sora. Sora Takanuchi is up next. Sora is girl, but... Soccer girl. But that's the thing. Digimon, when it starts at least, gets two girls. What? Boy, boy Jimmy, how come your mom lets you have two girls? Two whole girl two characters? Two girl characters. It's... How many Digimon are girls? 
<laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> thing about Digimon is every season changes how they work with gender because apart from seasons one and two... I know I shouldn't have started this conversation. So, uh, just a quick. Apart from seasons one and two, most seasons of Digimon are generally reboots or like new universes. Seasons one and two... They generally are said to have gender, but it doesn't quite work that way. Like, they don't have parents or families or anything. And gender can definitely, definitely fluid to some extent. Season 3 straight up says that Digimon don't have gender, even though I think that at times they apply, imply they do. I know that in season 6 through 8, they straight up have genders and, like, sexually reproduce and have families and all sorts. It's fine. So anyway, Sora is a girl. <laughs> She's a tomboy. Yes. But what's her crest? She has the crest of love. Ah. She's the one who has the most difficulty accepting her crest at first. Like, she splits from the group when she finds out about the crests. She's like, I don't know how to love. My mom never loved me, even though my character development has already shown that she did. Oh, wait, it turns out she did love me. She's just overprotective. And then she's going to love me more later. And love. I don't know how to love. I think she's a Gryffindor. That's what I was going to say, yeah. too. Yeah. Again, the love thing maybe kind of implies half above. But I think she's kind of written to be the female counterpart to Ty, at least in season very, one. Very much so, yeah. Like, the, I don't know what happened with the writers exactly. I know there's a lot of issues with season two, but it ge generally feels like the writers wanted Ty and Sora to end up together, and season two's like, mm, but what if Matt? <laughs> and then everyone's like, I guess that then. <laughs> Fine. Well, so yeah, Sora uh, is also a Gryffindor. Yeah. You know who's not a Gryffindor? Uh, Our favourite character, the best character in the fucking show! Izzy! Izzy Izumi! Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> also, speak for yourself, he's not my favourite character in the show. Well, he's the best character. That's valid. He's the best character. <laughs> he's, to be fair, he's not my favourite character either. He might oh, be my favourite okay. character from season one, but he is just objectively the best character. Yeah, he's the one who gets shit done. Izzy's the nerd. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're in the digital world. The fact that he's a computer nerd is a huge boon here. He even has his laptop with him and is able to... Basically, anytime anything important actually happens that isn't a fight, Izzy does it. Yeah. Izzy cracks codes and deciphers languages and identifies Digimon and solves puzzles. When they need to get back to the real world in the middle of the season to face Myotis, one who's gone to the real world, they have to solve this card key puzzle and that's when Ty is first officially appointed leader mm -hmm. and like they ask him to make the decision one thing I really love about Ty he's a leader but he's not like it's all about me he says hmm this is a puzzle Izzy you should solve it and we'll trust you yeah. because you're the smart one this is where your area of expertise yeah and I really he love knows that. how to delegate I love a leader that's shown to delegate yeah. and to like appoint people appropriate for their task that's yeah that's a very important like, skill to have the leader shouldn't just be the one who does, does everything, everything yeah. and is the most powerful the most important they're the one that appropriately says who needs to do what task and like motivates the team binds the team together yeah. like part of what happens again is when Tai is trapped in the real world separated from everyone for a while they end up splitting up because he is kind of the binding force of the yeah, team yeah. maybe we should have put him in Hufflepuff mm. I still think he's Gryffindor. Yeah, he's Gryffindor. <laughs> he's a Gryffindor, but everyone else views him like a Hufflepuff. Yeah. We got some weird takes on houses. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to have such weird takes on houses. I was expecting to be much more cut and dry. Sure. Um, but Izzy, he's the nerd. He's intelligent. He values intelligence. He's a Ravenclaw. He is a Ravenclaw. In one of his focus episodes, he straight up says, what could possibly be wrong with gaining knowledge and information? <laughs> like, he has the crest of knowledge. He's the smart... Yes. That's so Ravenclaw. 
Yeah, that's he's probably the easiest character to sort. Even in season two, when these first six characters are behind the scenes and are mentors to the new he's kids. He's still, like, the only one getting shit done. Yeah. He's the, he's the most important of the older characters, not close. Everyone else, like, he appears more than any of the old characters. And his Digimon appears way more than any of the other yeah. old Digimon. Yeah. And still helps out. Like, he ends up taking on the role of the... What, what, what would you call the role? The man behind this... The man in the chair? The man in the chair, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, he takes on the man in the chair role. Yeah. And guides them from the real world while they're carrying on. And it's very good. And it's a role that suits him really well. Yes. Yeah, because he's not very, like, rush into things no, he's, outgoing. He he likes to be... He's less competent. Handling the com- uh, the information. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. Izzy is a Ravenclaw, and he's the best. And his personal character story is so good, too. Yeah. It turns out he's adopted, and he learnt that by, over, by eavesdropping on his parents when he was young, and his parents are so nervous about telling him... We'll get to his parents later. Yeah. I guess that's kind of their story sure. as well. Are they on the list? Oh, yeah. How good. Oh, yeah. I love his parents. His parents are so good. Next up, we've got Joe. Joe Kido. What's Joe like? Good old reliable Joe. Old reliable Joe. <laughs> Joe has the crest of reliability. So here's the thing. That one got changed, didn't it? Yeah, the dub changed Joe and Mimi's crests. In the dub, Mimi has sincerity and Joe has reliability. In Japan, Mimi has purity and Joe has sincerity, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Like, it's done in a very interesting way because obviously when they then have their character development that's tied to what their crests are, it then has to make sense based on that. And I think Joe's often, Joe's definitely works a lot of the time, I think. So in the sure. ju- in Japan, it's supposed to be he's like speaking his mind and being honest about things in the dub. It's because he's being reliable and getting things done a lot of the time. He's the one, he's, he's the oldest. He's the oldest. He's the one who brings their... He has supplies. Yeah, he he's has the, the first one aid bag. ready to go. And their rations. Um, yeah, he's the one making sure that everyone is staying safe, staying healthy. To like... be clear, when we say he's the oldest... He's 12 and most of the others are 11. Yeah. Not only like, you know, just slightly older, but like he takes on the role of the oldest very, as well. He has an older presence. Yeah. Season two and in the movie as well, his pre- like a lot of his storylines are about like him trying to study for college. Like his dad is a doctor and is pressuring him and his brother, bracket S bracket, to <laughs> also be doctors. Joe's brother is like, do you really want to be a doctor? Is that what dad wants for you? Because, like, you seem like you, like, hate the side of blood and stuff and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Joe decides, no, actually, I know it's what Dad's kind of foot pushed on me, but actually I do want to be a doctor. I think I can make a difference like this. His his epilogue story is he becomes the digital world's first doctor, and that's such a brilliant fitting That's much ending. better, yeah. Gosh, we should... Should I have said about the other characters' endings? Um... Like, really? Ty becomes a, the, the ambassador to the digital world. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. because leader, fine, whatever. Yeah. Sora becomes a flower ranger, flower shop owner, like, taking on her mother's flower shop, despite the fact that she hates that her mother keeps, keeps trying to make her do that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but she does it anyway. Kids grow up, fine. Izzy becomes a, like, a computer person. He does a, bun- <laughs> he does a bunch of stuff, with, working with Joe's brother, actually, and Sora's dad... Sure. Who we'll get to, who's also on the list. Yeah. And, like, they do computer-based things working with the digital world, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's very fitting. Joe's, I think, it's got... Joe gets one of the best ones. Like, we're showing him at the end patching up a Digimon, and it's just perfect. Yeah. Joe's good. The biggest strength season one has is its characters. They're simple, but yeah. they're done well. Yeah. And Joe, yeah, Joe is great. But what house is he? Hufflepuff? Yeah. 
Sure. If, if we're believing the show and saying that his primary emphasis as a character is his reliability. 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 Good old reliability, Joe. Reliability. I would say that that's Hufflepuff. Sure. I think there's also uh, an argument for Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, because he does take a very logical route a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but I think he's doing that out of a necessity to keep everyone safe. To, and to, to care and protect. Yeah. Cool, Joe is half a buff. Which brings us to Mimi! 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 You like Mimi. I like Mimi. Mimi's the girly girl! We've got a tomboy girl, so we've got a girly girl. Mimi wears pink. She has a cowboy hat that she gives to Palmon at the end. In season two, her hair is typically pink. Yeah. Sure, that's fine. She's got she's got a very high pitched voice. She's very whiny, and this is why I love her. Because <laughs> Alex is also. Very I'm whiny. also very whiny, and it's me. Mimi is me. So that... She gets hungry, and she gets so grumpy when she's hungry, like she cannot function. And I'm just like Mimi. That's me. I think that's where Japan is trying to convey the idea of purity, in that she's pure and just puts out her truth, essentially. Yeah. Which the dub you know, identifies as sincerity. Which makes sense. Like she is very honest, she speaks her mind, she says what she says what she's thinking. Yeah, no, I think it, I think sincerity fits better for Mimi. Yeah. Like maybe it also fits Joe, but I think it I think I think the dub made the right call. Sure. I'm you also saying. like Mimi because she gets a plant. She does get a plant Digimon. We'll talk about the plant Digimon later. I love Palmon. Um Mimi, Mimi ends up moving to America in season two, which they do some fun things with like you know, so obviously she has a trip back to Japan for an episode, like which is how the, like the new characters first meet her there. She manages to get to the digital world from America somehow. Don't ask how, because the show doesn't tell us. It's fine. But the show does tell us that that's impossible. <laughs> it's but fine. It allows us. It gives her the chance to introduce us to the concept of more Digidestined, which becomes a, a big thing in season two, and they find more Digidestined all around the world. Yeah. Which I love that so much. Very fun. They're Digidestined who've never been to the digital world and don't have adventures like that. They don't. Yeah. They weren't called to save the world, but they have a Digivice and they have a partner, and it. Ugh, I, yeah, I really love the international stuff. In yeah, season two. yeah, That's yeah. some of the best stuff going on with that. It does cause problems from any other time when they like want Mimi to be involved in stuff. Yeah. Like in Tri- I think at the beginning of Try, they just had her move back to Japan. Sure. Because like, we really just need her to be here. Yeah. Um, that is like, yeah, in like the season two, I, I remember watching it and being like, where's Mimi? Give yeah. me Mimi. <laughs> like it, it was a bold choice and I think it was a good one to make to have someone be separate like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from my perspective, a Mimi stan. <laughs> from my perspective, the writers are wrong. <laughs> Mimi's a Hufflepuff. Mimi's a Hufflepuff. Like, just through and through. I mean, her, her, her trait is sincerity, honesty, telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. She's also super Hufflepuffy. Yeah. I mean, she can often be a little selfish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she can also be very selfless at times. Yeah. She and, also... Yeah. Like, her character development is... At first, yeah, she's very selfish, but then in the later part of the show, when they return to the digital world and they start seeing more and more Digimon die, like Digimon, in this world at least, don't just die. They're reborn in the primary village as DigiX. But in that part of the show, the primary village had been destroyed and couldn't, like no Digimon could be reborn at that point. Yeah. So Mimi did grieve. Mimi grieved for these Digimon and like bonding with these Digimon. Like there's a part at the beginning where she's like disgusted by a Digimon that's like shaped like a poo and has a mouse. But then, like, she grieves for that mouse when it sacrifices itself to save her. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, she grows. Like, she's she very grows good. Up. She's very good. <laughs> she's forced to grow up, and it suits her. Yeah. Yeah. She also kind of has a thing with Joe, but well, that, di- that didn't plan out in the epilogue, did it? No. <laughs> no, Mimi doesn't end up with anyone. She kind of has a thing with Joe, especially in the movie. Joe has sent her like a love heart. Yeah. Valentine type, type thing in the summer. But in Digimon Try, it's Izzy that's got a crush on Mimi. Oh. Yes. So I that, mean, I guess that's bound to happen when you have two girl characters. It was kind of like, well, yeah, you've got a love triangle with the other three. Like, <laughs> Might it, as well do the other three. <laughs> yeah, I think all the girls except Yolia are in love triangles. And that's because she's the nerd girl. Mm. It's fine. Also, I think Yolia's gay, but <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> you know who else had to grow up a lot? Ooh. TK! Oh, because he's baby. He's very baby. He's Matt's younger brother. He He's her main character in season one and season two. He probably has, he must appear in the most episodes of any probably, human yeah. character, at least. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's a main character for the entire of the first season and the entire of the second season. The only character, well, the only human character to be a main character for that long. Yeah. So in season one, he's baby. He's, he's Matt's baby. younger brother. He's very, very baby. His <laughs> Digimon is also very baby, but becomes Anjumon, who's fucking dumb you don't like tk well well, i don't like tk because in season two he grows up and now the show kind of wants him to be the lone wolf role they want him to take over matt's role Mm. he's not the lone wolf ken is the lone wolf yeah but at at least at the beginning of the show he fills the role of being davis davis's antagonist yeah primarily because davis ends up with a massive crush on kari and thinks that tk is a rival for that i don't think tk's ever re- that, well, there's like one episode that implies maybe tk has a crush on kari yeah we know it doesn't go anywhere it, i think it's more davis feels sort of threatened, threatened. because kari and tk have each other yeah have such a, a deep connection like their digimon are parallels and, and here's the thing i'm a motherfucking davis stan yo yeah so you don't like tk we stand davis motomaya in this house I prefer TK to Davis. TK's a bitch! You're not wrong! <laughs> also, like, Mimi but might... Davis is also a bitch. We'll get to that. Okay. Just, but also, just so we're clear. We might say Mimi's whiny, but TK, when he's whiny... <laughs> oh. Matt! Help me! Oh. And pat him on. <laughs> Why can't I Digimon? <sighs> Disgusting sound I've ever heard. Yeah, that's what I hear when Patamon speaks. TK! 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 I like Patamon. However, TK has the crest of hope. He always believes in good things happening and he's. He's an optimist. He's very optimistic. He's very nice. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Someone has to stand up for TK. And it'll be me. It'll be Kari. It will be Kari. Kari, <laughs> who is Ty's younger sister. Kari is the sixth ranger of the team, in the, so far as the trope. Yes. But, like, Power Rangers is very much popularized. Uh, yeah. She's the one who joins the team later. She's the eighth Digidestined, the eighth child. There's a big arc about finding her, and who could it be? But the show does make it clear to the audience that there is Kari from the beginning. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah. And she is suspected of, of it several times before it's confirmed, with, like, a red herring thrown into the mix to put that off. I don't know why it's not so obvious. It, as soon as they remember that they became Digidestined because they all saw Digimon, it yeah. should have been freaking obvious to Ty that it right? was Kari because Kari was right there with him. She interacted with the Digimon more than anyone. Yeah. 
The only reason she missed the summer camp they all went to where they became Digi Destiny is because she got sick. Conveniently. More like the writers hadn't come up with that yet. <laughs> the show was originally only going to be 13 episodes. And got, yeah, so she after it was a exist. slam hit, got extended to a 54. <laughs> so they were like, well, I guess we better come up with a little bit more plot. I adore Kari. Kari? Oh yeah, Kari's a very interesting character. She has the quest of light. What does that mean, Alex? She gets special bonus bullshit powers. Yeah, she can connect <laughs> with the spirit of the digital world or whatever, which in Digimon Tri we learn is that its name is homeostasis, and it speaks through her to fill it, give everyone a load of exposition. Sure. In season two, it gets even fucking weirder. She goes to the dark ocean. Yeah. Which is a, a one-episode thing that never gets resolved, and Alex got pissed off by... I just... Explain Cthulhu to me! <laughs> Resolve Cthulhu! <laughs> well, Cthulhu. You can't just throw Cthulhu into Digimon and not resolve Cthulhu. So that episode implied that there was another world where Cthulhu was the big bad. But we never actually meet Cthulhu. I'm just now realizing, why have I not sought out fanfiction that will... I don't know. Give this to me. I don't know. Seek it out. I have so much fanfiction that I keep meaning to read. Hey, if anyone's got some good dark ocean fanfic out there, hit us up. Hit, hit, hit me up with your Digimon Cthulhu explanation fic Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Kari is the pr the queen of light to the Numemon. She's the Numemon mm. queen. Yeah. I guess, because she brings them lights and they're trapped in the sewers. It's fine. And then in season two, she's Davis's love interest. Yeah. Insofar as Davis has a crush on her and she never reciprocates in any way. Yeah. Davis is the only character really, though, to explicitly be shown a crush in that way. Like, he's open about it. Yeah. It's not like he's, like, trying to keep it a secret, but it's an open secret. No, he is straight up blatantly saying, yes, I have a crush on Kari. I like Kari. <laughs> this is, like, to her face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just, like, says things, like... Kari, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and Kari's just like, okay, Davis. Is Kari also just a Hufflepuff? I think so. Yeah. She's constantly like... Helpful. She's kind. so sweet. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's so kind. Yeah. And like forgiving and gentle and sweet and wonderful and perfect and I love her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, Kari has never done anything wrong. What about that time that... um? She couldn't kick Ty's football. No. Because she was had a deathly fever. No, yeah, see, like, she's never done anything wrong. She's just the sweetest, most wonderful child. When they were young children, Ty took her out to play football because he wanted to play football when he, a five-year-old, was left alone to babysit his younger sister. Well, mm. Kari gets a fever. Ty's mom slaps her. Slaps him, sorry. I was like, why did she slap sorry, Kari? No. And when Kari wakes up from the fever, she just says to Ty, sorry I couldn't kick the ball good, Ty. And Ty fucking so he breaks and he will like absolutely refuse to ever let anything bad happen to Kari again as long as it's in his power to stop it. Me too, Ty. <laughs> she's Kari's just, a Hufflepuff. She's my baby. <laughs> now, Kari's also so despite joining the cast mid season one, she ends up becoming a main character in season two and is part of the team throughout. Speaking of season two, we get on to the new character introduced in season two now because we got my boy Davis. Who you've already talked about quite a bit. Because I love him. <laughs> I He's know. He's a good, good boy. I know. So the characters in season two, the new characters, for the most part, don't get their own new crests or anything. <laughs> but they get digi-eggs based on the crests of the previous characters. Davis gets the digi-eggs of courage and friendship. 
And also miracles. Because he, he's the leader, he gets an extra bonus yeah, bullshit thing. Yeah, of course thing. he does. Tai wore goggles just because. And it established this trend in Digimon that the leader wears goggles. <laughs> the first few times they do gen- justify it in canon, which I adore. Davis played on the f- same football team as Tai and looked up to Tai as a mentor and so w- wore his own goggles, which got shattered in the first episode of season two. And then Tai, having seen this, is like... Davis, I saw your goggles got shattered. It wouldn't be right for the leader to not have goggles. Yeah. By the way, I guess I'm deciding you're the leader. So yeah. here, have some goggles. That's It's really funny to me because so much of the, the show is like, and, and the characters sort of don't respect Davis as leader. No, so that's the thing. Everyone fucking hates Davis. And I hate it so much. And so like, Ty just sort of steps in and is like, Davis, you're the leader, even though, yeah. like, no one else has, like, agreed upon this or anything. So, nope. like, Davis is like, yeah, I'm the leader. And then everyone else is like, okay. Now, I will admit, Davis is a shit. <laughs> He's, he gets so mad at TK for no reason and deliberately, like, says his name wrong. TJ, TP, TD, T whatever. Yeah. All the time. And that's p- partly because, of, yeah, his relationship, his friendship with Kari. Davis has a crush on Kari. And I think... A big part of the reason why Davis was crushing on Kari is because she was Ty's sister. <laughs> like, he really looked up to Ty. Yeah. Um, I look up to you so much, I want to date your sister. This is a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> Davis grows so much. Oh. He really does. Like, he has the best character development of anyone. So the whole thing with TK, is it's all very performative, really, anyway. He actually really likes TK. Yeah. He gets on with TK really well when they're yeah. allowed to. When when Kari's not in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> During the second part of the show, the the first part of the show, the villain was the Digimon Emperor. It was a human. Oh, but then, turns out he's nice now. <laughs> we'll get to him Spoiler later. <laughs> but Davis, the whole way through this, everyone else goes through a moment of not trusting him. And being yeah. like, I don't know if we should let him on the team or anything. Davis, the whole time, is just like, no, we should give him a chance, guys. He's he's good. Yeah. We should yeah, let him be yeah. our friend. It's very good. TK does trust Davis's judgment at least one time, then later on... And then changes... Yeah, yeah, like, the show Th- that's has... inconsistent, has I think. TK flip-flop. Yeah. It's but one thing that's annoying. important is Davis fully supports and trusts... Ken. Ken. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. The final arc of the show, the final villain of the show, takes him to a dream world and, like, tries to distract the Digidestin from fighting him by just showing them visions of worlds where they can just live in their, in their fantasy worlds and have their dreams come true. And, like... <laughs> Kari has a dream where everyone gets to live in peace with their Digimon. TK has a dream where um, he, his whole family are back together. Yeah. A very realistic dream. C- Cody, another character, has a dream where his dad's still alive. Because his dad died when he was young. Yeah. These are all re- fair enough things for kids. Yeah. Davis just doesn't have any real problems in his life. It's kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. And so his dream is just to have the ability to fight the villain. And to have all of his Digimon at once, so his Digimon splits off into all of its forms and takes on several bodies to be able to fight. And then he's the one who pulls the others out of their fancy worlds and is like, guys, we need to work together to stop this. This isn't real. Because what's most important to him is keeping, like, saving yeah. the world, just, basically. He's just a good boy. Yeah. And then at the end, they talk, like, to motivate these other kids, they talk about, everyone talks about what they want to be when they grow up. They was the first one to go. And you think, oh, I want to be a movie star. I want to be a pro soccer player. He wants a noodle cart. Yeah. He just wants to run a little noodle cart. And I in, mean, the, in, in the, the epilogue, epilogue, he gets a noodle cart. Yeah, I mean, he ends up being 
he ends up on Time magazine with his noodle cup and be- becomes a franchise all around the world, which I hate that part. Yeah, that's I would a have loved it if he'd just been a very humble guy and just Yeah. Because like that's the thing, I think it grows on him. He starts out very arrogant and cocky. Yeah. He yeah. grows into humility so much. Yeah. I yeah. think So the crests the DJ eggs are assigned to the new kids purely based on their correlation to the old team members. Yeah. Davis is the leader, so he gets the two most important characters, old Digi Eggs. Yeah. As cre- or their old Crest as Eggs. Yes. Courage, I can stop. Can, can sure. I, I mean, to be fair, they're not ill-fitting. Yeah. But of all of the old ones, the one that's most fitting to him is Sincerity. Yeah. Like he, like he and Mimi could have had a great bond yeah. if the show had been able to do the pairing thing off with the old characters in the same way because Mimi wasn't around as much. They didn't yeah. do that. And because the show is like, no, Mimi has to pair... Mimi's one of the two older girl characters. We have to pair her with the new girl character. Yeah. So they pair that off a lot. But she should have been paired with Davis and Davis should have... It would have just been so interesting. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it would have been much more interesting with... Different Di- pairings. Yeah, different crests assigned. Yeah. Some of them seem like they would have fit yeah. so much better. Like, the crests were assigned to the characters in season one for their personalities, and then in season two, gender played most of the role in that. Yeah. Terrible. Super annoying. Yeah. The, the, t- the role in the team rather than the personality. Because, like, Yoli should have got knowledge, right? We'll get to Yoli. We'll get to Yoli. We should, we should wrap up Davis yeah. here. Well, um, that's, that's what I want to say. Like, I think at the start of the season, he's very Gryffindor. But by the no, end, he's more Hufflepuff? Yeah, he grows into such a Hufflepuff. So where do we put him? Do we put mm. him where he starts, where he ends up? We had this question a lot. Yeah. And I think we usually decide where they start, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, like like I say, he's got a very... Like, more than any other character, he fits, like, the mold of Harry Potter quite well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harry's very... Well, Harry starts very humble. Actually, that's a good point. Harry's, like... Humble as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Davis is a Gryffindor. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, you can still, like, all of the stuff that he does is can still be Gryffindor. Yeah. I think even at the end where, like, he just wants to save everyone and do the cool fight. Sure. I don't... Well, okay. It's not because Not necessarily the cool fight, but, like, he wants to d- beat the bad guy. He yeah. wants to save everyone. Yes. That's he very wants to be, He wants to, yeah, pull off some heroics. Yeah. Next is Yoli, as we just mentioned. So because Kari takes on the role of the girly girl this season, that mm. means we've got a vacant slot for the girl, which means we get a new type of girl. We didn't don't get a tomboy girl. We get the nerd girl. Yeah. Yoli, like, admires Ian, looks up to him as the former president of her middle school's computer club, <laughs> and that, which she now has taken on the role of. And to be fair, when I, like her pairing with Mimi does work. Yes. To be fair, like it's not terrible because they're also both very whiny. Yes. <laughs> where where the show wants Davis and TK to have the same relationship as Matt and Ty, I think it's more y- Davis and Yo Lee have that relationship. Yeah. Because they bicker a lot. They do. And it's a very sibling-like situation. Very much so. It's, it's fun in a way. It gets a bit much a lot of the time. Yeah. And I kind of wish that, like, they showed them bickering, but then also showed that they had the closest bond of any of them. Yeah. But they were really good friends despite that. They just bicker a lot all the time anyway. Because they're basically siblings. Yeah. Yeah. In a really fun way. It's great. It can be. Uh, Yoli has a crush on Mimi. So you were saying you think Yoli might be gay. <laughs> She's definitely at least bi. At least bi. Cause yeah, she, she also had a crush on that one guy. She had a crush on Michael. She had a massive crush on Ken. Oh, yeah. And marries Ken. I forgot she marries Ken. <gasps> Fuck, <gasps> because I hated that. I kept forgetting to talk about everyone's jobs. So, Mimi ends up becoming a TV show chef. 
It's fine. Okay, whatever. I, I kind of like it. I dig it. TK becomes an author, and it's a really cool thing that the dub misses out on entirely. In Japan, the, the consistent narrator for the first two seasons entirely. Mm-hmm. That narrator then also voices TK in season two. And it turns out that's because the narrator has been TK the entire time. TK is now an author writing books about their adventures in the digital world. So everything we've seen is just him telling us the story. And that's good shit. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) The dub did not have a voice remotely similar to TK's for the narrator and had to give a new narration voice right at the end. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. They missed out a trick there. Kari ends up becoming a teacher. Which is nice. Which is very cute. Yeah. And in season three, the kid's teacher is voiced by Kari's yeah. voice actress yeah, as a yeah. nod for that, which is super fucking cute. It's very good. Davis. Okay, we did say Davis we wants to We did talk about cut. Davis. Yo, Lee. Fucking. You thought Matt's was bad. I hate so much. So Yo, Lee, like strong, independent woman who don't need no man, yeah. wants a man. Wants every man. Wants every man. And don't need no man. And a good smattering of ladies as well, but doesn't need them. She's capable, she's competent, she's got ambitions, she's smart, she can do anything that she wants. She, she runs will... the computer. She yeah. like she tries to take on the role of Izzy. The fact that Izzy's still around means she doesn't do it as much, but sometimes Izzy's not available. Also, she helps Izzy, she works with him. She will fight you. Oh yeah. And she probably will win. She's like got so much energy and she's so feisty and like so yeah. Alex, what's her job? She's a stay-at-home housewife. Yeah, she and Ken have three children. She's a stay-at-home mom. And, like, we don't mean to belittle that or say no, yeah, it's no, no. not good. It's, it's, that's totally fine if they could also show that, like, she's doing that and continuing some of her passions. Well, like, I think any other female character, would it would have fitted better. Yeah. Like Kari, who cares about children and wants to work with children. Yeah. That would have fit better. Yeah. Sora, you could have justified that as her growing into that loving role or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. No, that would have been, it, it would have been that would fine. Have been a, an interesting after her relationship with her mother. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a much more interesting place to put. It's that. the worst thing for Yoli. Yeah, it just it, it does not fit her. It does not fit the character we've been presented. And like I like being a full time mom is like a huge job and like a grand undertaking. And like I have so much respect for that. Yeah. Is Yoli a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin? I want to say Ravenclaw. Yeah? Probably Ravenclaw. She's So she's definitely, early on especially, she's trying to be portrayed as that role of the smart one. I see the Slytherin, though. I do see it. I think I lean more Slytherin. You I think, think so? I think the writers wanted her to be Ravenclaw. Sure. But just ended up writing her into a more Slytherin kind of way. Sure. So they, they put her in the Ravenclaw role. Yeah. Like trying to take on Izzy's role. But she, then Izzy's still there doing yeah. a lot of that. So because of the crest thing, she ends up with the girl's crest. She ends up with love and and sincerity. Sincerity works. Fine. She very much speaks her mind. She's also yes. got that whiny thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I think sincerity would have been better with Davis, I think it's fine with Yoli. Yeah. Love should not have gone no. to Yoli. She should have had knowledge. She should have had knowledge. Just no no question. We've talked about this. Did, who should have gotten love? Possibly Davis. Yeah, I think Davis would have been good with love. I don't know which crest. Davis, like, I think it, almost any of the crests you can ascribe to Davis, apart from reliability and knowledge. Yeah, knowledge, knowledge not okay. so much. But but even hope or light, you could also yeah, ascribe to Davis. Yeah, absolutely. So any other crest you can absolutely ascribe to Davis. But yeah. Yoli is not... No, Yoli does not embody love. Yoli's got a big family. Yoli's, Yoli's very much the Ron. Yeah. Of this. Which is great with her bickering with Davis. Actually leans into your Slytherin 
take sure. there because I, we've talked about this before. But, Alternate houses: um, Harry, Hufflepuff, Hermione, Ravenclaw, Ron Slytherin. Yeah, no question. Yeah, people who say that Harry Slytherin and Ron Hufflepuff didn't read the books. This is this is a fight we don't want to have again. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, Yoli has loads of siblings, and like her fantasy at the end is the exact same as Ron's. What he sees in the mirror mirror set. She wants to be on her own and be able to enjoy cakes and stuff. She quickly gets bored of it. Mm. But like that was her I- immediate fantasy, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that goes so much against like you know me and three kids while my husband does whatever. Yeah, I want the big family because I had a big family, except I hated that growing up. Wait a minute. Yeah. There's potential development there where it's like sure, as sure, she gets sure, older, sure. she learns that or realizes that. But that should have been in the show at that point then. Yeah. Like it's, it's the fact that they didn't like the, <laughs> the season one kids got their development by interacting with their family. Sora interacted with her mother a lot. Joe interacted with his brother a lot. And, like, they got their development to where yeah. they ended up through that. It's just, like, so everything that they've told us about her character is very contradictory to where they have her end up. And it feels very sexist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> please. The show is incredibly sexist to begin with, but this show can be a bad one at times, especially with the betrayals... Not so much, the kids are fine. The way the kids are dressed is actually quite modest for a, J- a Japanese anime, even considering that they're, they're small children. Like, look at Pokemon. Yeah. Where like sure. one of the one of the original head writers of the show said that they would change out the girl character every so often to give boys a new piece of eye candy, and Misty <laughs> has the tiny shorts and. Yeah. Yeah. So the boys have something nice to look at. Yeah. Whereas that really isn't the case with the girls. Like Sora wears jeans. At least jeans. the human characters. Yes. But the Digimon are all kind of messed up. All of the sexiness gets put into the Digimon designs, which is a whole other problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, where are, we, where are we landing with Yoli? I like Slytherin. I think Slytherin. Okay, Slytherin for Yoli. Face value is definitely Ravenclaw, but I like Slytherin. Yeah, up next is Cody. Cody is an interesting character. He doesn't fit in the mold of any other character from the show, no. really. I think the whole, like, tragic backstory thing, I think they were trying to kind of connect into Izzy in that way. Sure. In that, like, so Cody's father died years ago and he's raised by his mother and grandfather. I think they're trying to connect that to Izzy having been adopted. Obviously, it's a completely different scenario. Yeah. I mean, they do give him the crest of knowledge, which doesn't, really doesn't fit. Cody also sounds like a chain smoker. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna come after my house after school, Yoli? Davis! Cody gets the crest, the DGX, sorry, of knowledge and reliability. Reliability is good, yeah. He's the youngest of this new team, which is a really fun way to twist that role because he does pair off against Joe really well. Yeah. He looks up to Joe and thinks Joe is, like, was right about the way he saw things and like yeah, slow yeah. and steady and everything. Yeah. There is no connection between Izzy and Cody. No. It's very like, forced. It's completely forced by the plot. I would have been fine with him getting the crest of love. Like, that could have been sure. fine. Sure, yeah, Just yeah, yeah. swap those two initial crests. Especially, um... And you t- fix so many of the issues. He gets really annoying because he's like, I don't want to fight. And, like, I don't want to hurt Digimon and stuff. Yeah. Um, which could have been much more interesting had he the crest of love because sure. that kind of mentality coming from yeah that's another that, thing that standpoint season two does that a lot it's like season one we talked about how digimon die and we go back to the primary village in season two at the beginning at least they're not destroying digimon and they very rarely destroy digimon at all and when they do it's because oh they're not real digimon they were made from control spires and it's like no guys we used to murder digimon all the time they'll come back like, yeah sometimes that's what you got to do to protect people deal with it Cody... Get over yourselves. Yeah. 
Cody and Yoli really bring that up a lot. Yeah, and it's very annoying because it's like you clearly just like don't understand. I like Cody's future job. Yeah. Cody ends up becoming a lawyer. Yeah. It's not the best fitting or anything, but it's fine. Yeah. I guess it plays into his knowledge. <laughs> fine. So I say that Cody doesn't pair off against Izzy, but I do think he might be a Ravenclaw. I like that, yeah. Like, he's just a, he's just knowledgeable in a different way. He's not book smart. Yeah. He's wisdom. Yes. He's the yes. wise side of that rather than knowledge. Yeah. Sometimes to the point of inaction. Yes. Um, and... Which I could see uh, an argument for Hufflepuff. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Ravenclaw fits. Yeah. He does value honesty, to be fair. Yeah. Which, in particular, I'm thinking of the episode when he gets Joe's Digi-Egg. Mm. So it's showing him being reliable by being the one to save everyone. This was one where the, the, the dub team really lost to the point a lot. Mm. Because obviously Joe's quest in Japan was honesty or sincerity. Yeah. And so it was all about him having to tell lies. Like, he had to tell a lie to get Joe out of school. He had to tell a lie to his parents about why he's going back out. And he felt bad about that. And the moral was basically sometimes it's important to lie for in things like this. Yeah, but it's important, yeah. but you can't explain at that time. And that, like, the, the, act, the, the truth wouldn't be believed or anything. Yeah. Like, context is everything. Yeah. Cody's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. A different Ravenclaw. Yeah. Ken. Ken Ichijoji. The Digimon Emperor! I love Ken! Ken's fun. So, one of the best things Season 2 did was changing up the dynamic. We've had a bunch of Digimon villains, so Season 2 is like, how would we make things different? Boom. The villain is a human. Yeah! And, like, a big part of the early part of the show is the kids thinking, like, how do we fight this? How do we fight a human? And because so, that that's that's an interesting moral quandary. Mm-hmm. Like it's not interesting to talk about like Digimon fighting fight. Digimon because the Digimon will be fine. Yeah, the, the data will just be reformatted. And also like it's like it's the nature of Digimon. They are they are fighting creatures. Yeah, yeah, but like going up against a person. Yeah, and like obviously early on they fight a lot of his minions. Yeah, because like you die in the digital world, you die in real life. Yeah, like you can't. How do you combat that in like a morally just way? Yeah, as kids, they also meet Ken in the real world before they know he's the Digimon Emperor. <laughs> it's pretty much made clear to the audience straight oh, away yeah, yeah. that it's, it's him. You know, it's the same voice, same same hair color, and all sorts of stuff. Um, the kids don't know because of course they don't. Yeah, he's introduced as this pu- this wonder child. He's so intelligent. He can play chess with pr- champions. He's an excellent football player. He does this, that, and the other. Turns out it's because of magic spores inside him that make him perfect at everything. <laughs> I forgot about the magic spores. Oh, the dark spores. The dark spores. From the dark ocean with a dark digivice. In the dark, dark room. In the dark, dark town. There's a dark, dark castle in the dark, dark room. In the dark, 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 dark. And, and within that dark, dark box is the crest. The crest of kindness. <laughs> So apparently, the way they initially tried to put it off is that Ken thought it was a video game. He didn't think that Digimon were real. Yeah. And then, like, here's a moment where he's like, wait a minute, I saw the Digimon in the real world. Ah! Which turns out to be because he was also being slightly mind-controlled. Yeah. Um, Which is, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, being like, oh, like, none of this is real, therefore, like, there's no consequences. And it gets and explored can, again more in season whatever. three. Yeah. yeah. Um, which makes it so much more annoying when Cody and Yoli are like, yeah. we can't destroy Digimon. It, when, like, they know what the difference is. Yeah. Like, Ken didn't. Yeah. And it's... it's ugh. When Ken's showing the error of his ways, he has a complete freaking breakdown. Yeah. His screams are terrifying. He's broken and, as like, heck. He realizes he's got the crest of kindness and he's like, how can I have this? 
Also, to be fair, because his partner died. He's yeah. partnered with a Wormon and he spent the first half of the show abusing the fuck out of Wormon. Because, oh, like, he thought Wormon was a useless little insect just annoying him. And Wormon sacrificed himself to help Davis defeat his, the monster he created. And. But good news, Digimon come back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it turned out to be fine. And then he briefly loses his memory, which is weird, from trauma. Yeah, there's some weird stuff. So then stuff. he tries to help out the team from a distance. He doesn't. He doesn't feel worthy of being part of that team yeah, after that. Yeah, And that's shown a few times. I think he ends up eventually having a Christmas party <laughs> and, like, inviting the others to it. And he's like, oh, that's Cody. He probably doesn't want to come to my party. And Cody's like, oh, Ken probably doesn't want to invite me to his party. And then he does, and everyone's happy, and it's nice. It is nice. Like I say, Davis really tried to help get bring him around and get him to join the team. Yeah. And they bonded effectively like, because I feel of like that. Even, even before Ken was ready to join the team, Davis yes. was like... Come join us. Yeah. Like we, and when Ken we could use your help. Like we can support you and help you. And and when Ken walks away, Davis is just like, okay, well we're here. If we'll still be here. Yeah. Please <laughs> the join. The offer still stands. Yeah. And this is Davis, who again saw Ken as a major rival. Their their football teams played against each other. Yeah, and yeah. Like Davis was kicking butt until Ken showed up, and then Ken with his superpowers. Yeah. Won for the team, and Ken Davis was just like. But Davis, like, shook his hand still and everything even then. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, he's like, I respect you. That is also one of the first signs when Davis, like, like shows his character growth. Yeah. So Ken is Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> Ken gets Zuko'd. A little bit. It's, it's not it's, the same. It's, it's not, not the, same the same. Because there's no mind control element with Zuko. It's just years of indoctrination. Obviously, he also gets given the time to have the growth. Yes, yes, in yes, that. yes. But it is, it is an enemies to friends. It's an enemies to friends thing, yes. Which is, if you've been listening to the show, you'll know is my favourite trope. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's future career, by the way, he ends up becoming a private eye, I guess. I'm kind of into it. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing right with that either. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. Um, it's fine. It's not the best. So Ken, as the Digimon Emperor, would obviously be Slytherin. Yes. Like, ah, he's evil for the sake of evil. Yeah. But that's not Ken. No. Ken is sweet. He's the sweetest. Is he Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw? Because I think you can make Ooh. choices for both of those. Because here's the thing. So he's made more intelligent by these dark sports but he's not dumb he's no. still a very clever person yeah yeah and like he still logically thinks things through yeah and stays from a distance but he's staying from a distance because he thinks that's doing everyone else a kindness because mm. he's got the crest of kindness yeah if you go off of the crest alone it's Hufflepuff but yeah clearly not always the case didn't we watch a movie that had Ken in it? We watched a movie. There was a movie with Ken in it that had all of them. Did it have everyone? Yeah, because it, it was a sequel to Re- Diaboramon. It was Revenge of right, Diaboramon. Right, 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 right. It was after the show. Yeah, go um, on. Ken in that movie was very Hufflepuff. Go on. He just, like, tagged along and was, like, helping Davis. <laughs> he was just like, okay, Davis, we'll do whatever. And he was just, like, he was much softer and sweeter in that movie. Than... I think I was originally thinking Ravenclaw, but I think I do lean Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then things yes. like... Like the Christmas party, um, so his relationship with Wormon. Yeah, good, yeah. Um, his his willingness to do like the DNA digivolving with Davis and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like Hufflepuff. Okay. Also, I like him. <laughs> yeah. He's a good boy. Ken is a Hufflepuff, which means it's time. It's time. It's time. But that's super shakara. <laughs> Uh, first, we've got Agumon. Agumon is Ty's Digimon. He's a dinosaur and a Gryffindor. Yeah. He... Uh, tell me about Gabumon. Gabumon is Matt's partner. He's a lizard, <laughs> as we discussed earlier, who dresses like a wolf and digivolves into a wolf. And he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Beomon. 
Beaumon is a bird. Uh, she's Sora's Digimon. Theomon is a Hufflepuff. Sure, yeah. Tell me about Tentomon. 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 <laughs> I fucking love Tentomon. He's the most important Digimon, hands yeah, down. No absolutely. question. Absolutely. Best Digimon. Of, nope, I take that back. I have a different favorite best Digimon. Of all 12 main characters partner Digimon, though, he's the one with the most distinct personality of his yes, own. Yes, especially of the original yes. group. And also, he's the one who does the most independently. Yes. In season two, when Izzy's helped being the man in the chair, Tentamon is kind of filling in that role in the digital world. Yes. Which is really fun. He's also obviously super very much Ravenclaw. Yes. <laughs> How about Gomamon? Gomamon is the other Digimon that has a lot of personality. Yes. Um, there's like three of them that do. Sure. Gomamon is Joe's Digimon. Joe's Digimon. He's a seal He's like a little seal and thing. And he controls fish with his he mind. controls fish. I love. Yeah. Gomamon is fun because... Every, every other Digimon more or less follows the personality of their partner. Yeah. Gomamon is the exception, whereas Joe is very serious and to the by the books and everything. Gomamon is the class clown. He's a goof. He's a goof. But he's also a Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Palmon. I'm sorry I got Palmon. That's you would have okay. liked Palmon, wouldn't you? No, it's okay. I love Gomamon. Okay, fair enough. Palmon <laughs> is Mimi's Digimon. She's yes. a plant. She becomes a, a bit a cactus, a cactus. And then she becomes a fairy. But a plant fairy. Sure. Uh, Palmon is also Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Yeah. I think. A, I think. House hot take. Plants are Hufflepuff. No, no, no. Oh. By like by default, partner Digimon are Hufflepuff. That's valid. Yeah. Obviously, if you've got like Tentamon, you get your own personality beyond that. But by default, it's all about that bond with the, your partner. That friendship. Yeah. That's a genuine house hot take. That is. Yeah. It's very thematic for the show, um, but also Palmon has friend in her name. Pal. <laughs> Um, so therefore she is friend and Tell Hufflepuff. me about Padamon. Padamon is a guinea pig with bat ears? Wait, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Padamon is. He turns into a motherfucking angel. Padamon is cute. Um, Padamon is... Tikai! 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 Padamon has a baby voice and his TK is Digimon. Tikai! Padamon's also a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sure. <laughs> Tell me about Gatomon. Gatomon. This one is my favorite. Fair enough. Gatomon also gets a lot of distinct personality. She's Kari Tishimon, so obviously she's not there at the beginning. Because, and there's plot reasons for that. Do you want to know why she's my favorite? Because she's a cat? Oh, that too. Go on. Enemies to friends! <laughs> so Gatomon, we're introduced to her being a minion of Myotismon, the villain at that point in the show. She is never really portrayed as being particularly evil though she just she just kick their butts a lot because despite being the size of a rookie she is a champion she's stronger than them Gatamon pairs the moment she realizes that Curry's her partner though she's just like no this is Curry my partner I will die for her I love this child she's wonderful and perfect <laughs> I will die for her and I will kill for her Please let me kill for you, Kari. I want <laughs> to kill for you. Kari, I love you and I will protect you. Yeah. Um, so she becomes quite Hufflepuff, but she also, she grew up alone and had to fend for herself. I think she's a Slytherin. I like Slytherin. Yeah. She's also got, she's like very sassy. Oh yeah. Like she's very snarky. And she loves her cat puns. Yeah, she does. Meow. I love her. Ah, uh, I got Kari, Kari and Gatamon are like my two faves. I got Gatamon, but you get my favorite Digimon. It's Vmon. 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 Who also sounds like he's a chain smoker. <laughs> You've got the Digiago of courage. Of what? Courage, friendship, miracles, <laughs> plot convenience. He's Davis's Digimon. He's a weird little dragon dude. He is a little dragon dude. Ah, uh, he's a Gryffindor. 
Okay, sure. I would have seen. I could have seen Hufflepuff him more so. But sure, sure. sure. I like, also, I think I like also, like the humans got various crushes on each other or whatever. Remo is the only Digimon who gets a crush on him. He gets a crush on Gatomon, and it's really cute. And he wants to do dancing with her. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, that Kari and Davis get together and Vimon and Gatomon together, it'd be so cute. We have slightly differing opinions on this. Yeah, I'm very is wrong. I'm very pro Vimon and Gatomon, but less so Davis Kari. Anyway, we're gonna move on before we have a full on <laughs> fist fight. Uh, tell me about Hawkmon. Hawkmon. Hawkmon is Yogi's yeah. Digimon. Hawkmon talks like this in a faux British accent. He's very fastidious. He's very fat. Oh yes, and um. I don't know, but he doesn't have a personality, so I guess Hufflepuff. <laughs> I would have said Ravenclaw, I think. Yeah, I guess. But that's because Bird. <laughs> Tell me about Armadillomon. I think Armadillomon's my favorite of the new ones. Sure. He also doesn't have a personality aside from Texas. And lazy, sleepy boy. Yeah. A similar clash with Cody, like Gummon and Joe do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's, very, he's very laid back. Yes. Cody is very on edge and yeah, yeah. Armadillomon very is laid tense back. And yeah. Armadillomon's like, let's do whatever. <laughs> uh, also, like, his voice is fun. Yeah. I spent so much time as a kid doing, like, f- trying to practice an impression of him digivolving. Armadillomon, armor digivolve to... Uh, yeah, I Digmon, the drill of power. Something about, like, that particular, like, phrase. Armadillomon, armor um, digivolve. Yeah, it's, like, really pleasing yes. to the ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell me about Wormmon, who... <sighs> I, I know I just said Armadillomon was my favorite of the new ones, and I'm immediately taking that back. <laughs> it's definitely Wormmon. Wormmon's a little toady, Digimon. He talks like this, and he loves, he loves Ken so much. No, so Wormmon <laughs> is Ken's Digimon. He's introduced, like, at the beginning of the show. He's loyal to Ken even when he's the Digimon Emperor, and Ken's kicking him around. And he just, because he knows the real Ken. Yes, and he loves like, Ken and supports Ken. No this matter what, you. I will help him. Like He's a good boy. He's so very Hufflepuff, but he's not Hufflepuff just because, like, d- generic default bond. Like, just he everything about him. He exemplifies it yes. a lot better than yes. a lot of the other ones. And also, he's got a very fun voice, I too. I love his voice. And then he digivolves into this badass Stingmon. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Stingmon. <laughs> I also love his voice because he's voiced by Leomon from season one. Sure. And Leomon spoke like this, but could not voice act at all. <laughs> the Digi-Destined helped use the Digi-Vice to Digivolve. Uh, oh, speaking of Leomon, it's Leomon. Leomon's on the list? He's important. He's <laughs> more important than season three. <laughs> well, yeah, he'll be on that list too. Leomon is a lion and therefore a Gryffindor. Yeah, he- He's a lion. He uses a fist of the beast. He's a, he embodies the the, the prototypical brave lion. What about Ogremon? Ogremon. Ogremon's cool. He's also friend, enemies to friends. Yes. So he starts out in the first arc. He is like portrayed as Leomon's rival, and he works with the main villain of that arc. And he's just kind of a generic villain at that point. Yeah, he's like Goldar from Power Rangers. He's just yeah. like, I will fight you. He comes back later on, though, independently, and the DJS ended up helping him out, and he just joins up with him, and he's very reluctant to do so, and he ends up leaving immediately as soon as the fight's over. <laughs> but, like, he's like, you guys aren't so bad. And, like, Leomon... Leomon dies. Spoiler alert, Leomon dies in Digimon. <laughs> you told me this. Uh, it's a thing. So in every, early on. <laughs> in every iter- Well, in every iteration of Digimon, Leomon always dies. I told you that early on because I wanted you to kind of know that for season three, but also to kind of forget it. And I did. Yeah. 
I did. Yeah. Um, Leomon dies, and Ogremon's like, "Well, what do I do if I don't have my rival to fight? Better go. Like, I better, I better help save the world so he can go back to Primary Village and I can fight him again." Yeah. But like, he he absolutely works with the the Digidestined and like gives advice, and he's very fun, but very much the other end. Sure. He wants to. He want. He wants his rivalry. Sure. He wants to prove he's the best. Tell me about Elekmon. Which one's Elekmon? Elekmon is Dimple. Oh. Elekmon is. I am in charge of Primary Village, and <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. I, I will fight to protect my babies. Yes. My babies. <laughs> Dimple's babies. My babies. <laughs> Tell me about Jedi. Jedi is this mysterious human-looking person who's not a Digimon. He's the only character on this list who's not a human or a Digimon. He's the only character on the show who's not a human or a Digimon. Still not sure what he is. No. And he, you know, he shows up after the first duck and starts giving cryptic hints and helping them out and, like, powers up Izzy's laptop. Yeah. I and mean, he's a Ravenclaw. He's just an annoying as fuck Ravenclaw type. He's like the the door to the Ravenclaw yeah. woman room. <laughs> That's good. How about Waymon? Waymon is a whale. And he likes to make lots of jokes about being a whale and being a boatant. Yeah, Waymon's very useful and a sweetheart. <laughs> and he a, dies. Yeah, but a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Wizardmon. Wizardmon. Gatamon's friend. So Wizardmon. Also introduced to us as a minion of Myotis Mon. He's shown in a, like in a silhouette at one point. In his first episode, though, he immediately like makes it clear. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a fuck about Myotis Mon. I'm here for he's you, Gatomon. He's not Gatomon. loyal to yeah. No. He's loyal to Gatomon and Gatomon only. Like apparently, Gatomon had forgotten her past at one point. But anyway, Wizardmon came along. Well, he was like dying essentially. Gatomon like sort of helped him out. They ended up joining up with Myotis Mon together, I think, just to try and get by. Um, yeah. But Gatamon helped Wizardmon out, so Wizardmon is always loyal to Gatamon. Only loyal to Gatamon. Yes. I would still put him in Hufflepuff, though, because, like, he's not Slytherin. Yeah. It's not like he's, like, I. yes, I'll stick for my friends, but this is what I'm doing. Like, it's, I will protect you at all costs, including yes. he sacrifices himself. And Wizardmon sacrifices himself in the real world. Which means he doesn't get to come back. No, he doesn't go back to Primary Village. His ghost ends up making an appearance in season two. It's like the opposite of if you die in the digital world, you yeah. die in real life. If you die in the real world, you die in the digital if world. If you die in the real world, you die in the game. <laughs> okay, Devimon. Devimon is a Slytherin. Yeah, he's the first villain. He's literally the devil. He's, yeah. Fuck, Edamon. Edamon is the second villain. He's a monkey that impersonates Elvis. He's also still just a generic Slytherin. How about Demi Devimon? Demi Devimon is a little bit more interesting. Yes. Has a little bit more personality. Yes. Is still a Slytherin. Yeah, he's still, he's Myotismon's minion. Uh, speaking of Myotismon. Myotismon is a vampire Digimon who actually sucks blood in the uh, from humans in the real world. I love Myotismon. Myotismon oh, is by far the best villain yeah. in the first season. I also just love a vampire. <laughs> Take from that what you will. What? <laughs> Um, just but, like the whole aesthetic is, is fun But he's still obviously 100% just a Slytherin How about the Dark Masters? Here's the thing I've put the Dark Masters on the list as one thing Because they, they don't have personality No You got four Digimon Metal Seedramon, Machine Dramon, Piedmon and Puppetmon And okay, Puppetmon likes to play and Machine Dramon's a robot But They're all doing selfish things and wanting the power and whatever And they're also there Yeah, they're all just very generic default There's two kinds of Digimon <laughs> There's a Hufflepuff and a Slytherin <laughs> Tell me about Mrs. Kamiya. Mrs. Kamiya, Tayankari's mom. Um, I haven't put their dad on the list because he really 
just barely shows up at all. Sure. Um, we talked about her obviously slapping Ty as a child, which I yeah. think she probably realized very quickly was a mistake. Yes. I mainly put her on this because of the movie. I love her in the movie. She's so much fun in the movie. She's, she's baking. Such a ditz. And she's such a terrible, terrible cook. And she makes. She's <laughs> like, oh, are people not coming? I was gonna make three bean salads. That's okay. I only had two beans anyway. <laughs> A joke I think they also made later in season they two. They did, they did. Uh, but she's still so much fun. Uh, um, but she's a loving parent. She's a huffle lover. Sure. Yeah. How about Mrs. Takanuchi? Sora's mom. Uh, Sora's mom is kind of an overbearing mom a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like she puts her own interests. Yep Onto her child, and she's a little bit overprotective. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Hufflepuff. Okay. I um, get that. I might have said Slytherin because she does seem to like want to push Sora into her, following her footsteps. Yeah. But it, it's it's a close I think I think the, the show is trying to get at that she's doing this out of love and she wants to protect her kid mm. but there is a slitherness a selfishness there as well yeah. uh, Hiroki Ishida Hiroki Ishida Matt and TK's dad who's raised Matt he's fun like, I love him the parents of the, like the parents and families in general are very fun and he's great he works at the, the TV studio and like does a lot of reporting and like he immediately knows about Digimon and just trusts the Digimon essentially yeah and it's great and like and he trusts his kids yeah too. and then in season two because the season two kids for whatever reason don't tell their kids about the Digimon like he ends up helping out a lot like he takes he, does. he takes some of the older kids camping so they can use that as a cover does just, he know that he's doing that I don't I don't think, think he does so. but still he'll drop everything to go do that like yeah. he's an overworked dad he and Matt very much live like guys yeah. kind of thing like he doesn't think about cooking or anything they'll, they'll either get takeaways or Matt will do the cooking He's very fun, but probably a Slytherin. He's probably a fun Slytherin, right? Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. he works. Um, now, Nancy Takaishi, Matt and TK's mom. Oh, their mom is a little bit less of a character. Yeah, but she's still around. And she's, she also shows up a bit more in season two. She does, yes. Um, she was a news reporter. Yeah. And she knew, like, she knew, she knew Oikawa later. Right, that's who she is. Yeah. Um, yes. Would it be weird to say she's also a Slytherin? No, not at all. It's fine. That's kind of the vibe I get. Professor Takanuchi. Professor Takanuchi is Sora's dad. He's, I think he's mentioned in season one, but he's not introduced until season two. When he interacts with Yoli. I don't think he's ever actually seen with Sora. No. Which is kind of weird. He gives Yoli a ride. Maybe briefly, yeah. And like he gives, gives her a lot of exposition because he's studying about stuff that comes up in the plot later. Yeah. Um, He's a professor. He's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Therefore, like, he's a Ravenclaw. I mean, how's hot take? Professor mean Ravenclaw. Suck on that Hogwarts. <laughs> okay, I put. Imagine if every Hogwarts professor was a Ravenclaw. No. The school would be so much better. Actually, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a school. Like McGonagall's basically a Ravenclaw. She's an honorary Ravenclaw. Yeah, she was a hat stall. Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Fine. We yes. need we need some of that um we need some of that TLC. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. valid. That's valid. Professor Sprout is wonderful. Mm. Um, okay, I've put them together because they don't really have much of a distinct personality. Mom does more so, but I've got to talk about them both. Mr. and Mrs. Azumi! That's uh, Izzy's adopted parents. Yeah. They're Hufflepuffs. Uh -huh. They love their son. So very, very fucking much. much. Uh, and like they support him yeah. and are very trusted. Like they trust him. Mom will show up like in season two and be like, oh, Izzy, where's your friend Tento? Yeah! They love this Digimon too. Yeah. They've just like accepted this and like. And like when the kids, is she the one who like brought them sandwiches? Yeah, yeah. When, when they're about to go flying off around the entire world to save the entire real world, she's just like, "Oh, I made you guys lunch." Yeah, 
like all the she's like all of the other parents all like, the other parents helping. helping out in their way i want to help out too yeah and she's like i can't do anything super useful but i can feed I can you which lunch. is important yeah so sweet it's very wonderful i love I love. They're very good. Uh, next is Jim. Jim, who in Japan is two different characters. <laughs> so J- Joe, Jim is Joe's brother. Yes. In Japan, Joe had two brothers. One who appeared only in season one. At, well, who, one who appeared in season one and one who appeared early in season two. Then they both appeared in the finale, but they didn't speak. So the dub kind of just tried to get away with making them the same character. <laughs> and Japan does other stuff. They like had audio stories yeah, yeah. that involved both characters in different ways. Like... I think one of them ends up becoming a doctor, but one of them... Well, one of them went off to study anthropology, I think. I think so, yeah. Which is what's going on with Jim in this season. In season two, I should say. Jim is very fun. He's a good brother to Joe, and he cares about his brother. I think he's still Ravenclaw. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about June Motomiya. June is Davis's sister. Yeah. Uh, she's in love with Matt. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> though she starts in love with Matt. Sure. Then turns out Matt gets a girlfriend, so she gets over Matt. Yeah. Who does she crush on next? It wasn't Ken, was it? No. She's it? older than Ken. It was, was it Joe? It, I think it was Jim. Jim! She ends up crushing on Jim. Right, I was like, it, it was someone like that. Because I remember I remember being very into that. Because I was like, oh, someone has a crush on the super nerdy character. <laughs> like the dork with the glasses. Yeah. Um, because like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> you dork with glasses. Uh, June is a Gryffindor. Okay, yeah. Feisty. Yeah, tell me about uh, Cody's grandpa. See, like, you can tell which characters, like, are more interesting in general, though, by do we know their first names? Yeah. Although he's a very interesting character. Oh, he's fun. He, like, his role starts off slowly. You know, he plays the wise mentor type to Cody, and he teaches Cody Kendo. He gives Cody the excuses and, like, allows him, like, he basically, uh, like, lies on Cody's behalf. Yeah. Um, He wants to support The first time Cody really has to lie to his mother, like... She's just like, well, why aren't you, like, why aren't you telling me the truth? And he's like, no, look, if he's, you know Cody. If he's not telling us something, it's important. It's for a reason. He can't tell us right now. Let's trust him. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Cody's grandpa knew the final villain because the final villain was friends with his son who yeah. died and, like, tries to connect a bond with him. He's very good. And saying that, I think I've got to go with Hufflepuff. Like, Sure. I would have been inclined to say Ravenclaw, but I get where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I was definitely leaning that way before I talked about that connection. Yeah. I think... He's very supportive. He probably He's was, very trusting. He probably he probably definitely spent most of his life Ravenclaw. Sure. But tried to turn it around. Tell me about Aru Kenimon. Aru Kenimon! <laughs> she's a spider lady. Yeah. She's, um, she's the middle villain. Yeah. She's Slytherin. Yeah. One thing I'd say for this season is, like, the villains are all very fun. The villains are very fun. Yeah. And she's partnered with... Uh, Mummy Mon. Mummy Mon, who's in love with Arukeni Mon. Yeah. And just, like, she constantly beats him. She kind of Arukeni Mon's sidekick, kind of partner. They're very, very fun. They're very Jesse and James. Yeah, I was gonna say. If Jesse and James were, like, actual antagonistic threats. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're kind of goofy, but... At the end of the show, Arukeni Mon gets, like, kills so the villain can absorb her power. And Mummy Mon's like... Fuck you! I will die defending her honor and tries to kill him and dies himself. Yeah, I love Bobby Mom. Yeah, he's great. He's great. What's his house? Oh, shit. Slytherin. Uh, yeah? I don't know. What'd you say? I think he's only a villain because. Aru Kenimon! I would have been inclined to say Hufflepuff. Sure. But I like. It was a Slytherin's fine. Fine. Tell me about Blackwood Greymon. 
Oh yeah. Black Gore Black Gore? <laughs> Black Gore Greymon is an angsty son of a bitch. Black War Angstmon. <laughs> um Look at this flower. I don't want to hurt it. I'll murder a thousand elephants to protect it. <laughs> Die, flower! <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff Why going on. He's made from a hundred controls by us, so he's like, am I real or not? I don't know. He's and got he a lot of, like, philosophical quandaries going on. He talks a lot with Agumon, who, like, can become war Greymon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a deep, sexy, gruff voice. <laughs> Fine. Oh, yeah. Thanks, I hate it. You know you love it. It's not my thing. Black War Greymon. I, I don't... You're, you're looking at me like I should be into this, but I don't want to fuck Black War Greymon, so... Terra Destroyer. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. What house is he? Uh, Ravenclaw. Okay, sure. Cool. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get there. Like, he, he has a lot of philosophical sort of internal debate and he does a lot of thinking and stuff and I think he's Ravenclaw. Tell me about Oikawa. Oikawa, the final main real villain of the show. He's human. He is also quite angsty. He was friends with Cody's dad growing up and it was devastated by his death and is just trying to use and abuse humans in Digimon to get himself to the digital world, which is a much more interesting goal than most villains. Yeah. He's not trying to just take over the digital world despite like like Iron Kenemon and Momon act like they were at first despite them being his servants. No, he has a very specific and interesting goal. Yeah. He's still Slytherin. Sure. But he's just he's just a very different and interesting kind of villain. Yeah. And like he he also has a redemption at the end, like he realizes his the error of his ways and he like he gives the last of his life force to pr protect the digital world, I think. Sure. It doesn't really work, but he does it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Tell me about Dragomon. You don't know who Dragomon is, because the name's never said on the show. Oh. Dragomon is Cthulhu. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, we know the Digimon. Yeah, like, because, like, a silhouette is shown. The Digimon, like, I can show you can a you picture. show me a picture yeah. of Cthulhu-mon? I, I thought we discussed this already. No! Oh, yeah, Dragomon. I thought it was just Cthulhu. No, no, no. I didn't realize it was a Digimon, because yeah. they weren't in the digital world. Well, yeah, but, like, the, the blob monsters turned out to be Dimon, didn't they? I guess. That's Dragomon. That's yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I put one. This is a fun one to finish on because I thought you'd be pissed. <laughs> I forgot that you remembered who he was. Did like you didn't know that? I I didn't know his name. Sure. I didn't know he had a name. <laughs> yeah. That that. It was just Cthulhu. That's the thing. I know, yeah, I didn't expect you to remember the name, but I didn't realize we hadn't discussed this at all. Well, what house is Dragomon, aka Cthulhu? Sure. I just put him on as a fun thing to end on. Just to freak me out. And that's Digimon Adventure Sorted. Right, it's time to sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sort it out. How do we sort out Harry Potter this week? I think Ron should be given some things that he's better at than Harry. Yeah. Like, besides... Chess, that one time Which that was comes relevant. up once. Yes. It's a useful skill one time. Like, for instance, when Ron becomes prefect, Harry's all like, oh, like, why should Ron be prefect and not me? It's like, like, why shouldn't I get it? I'm so great at all the things. I'm Harry Potter. Because this is his angst time. He's like, yeah. But then he raises himself, I'm better at Quidditch, but nothing else. And that's not even true. Like, he proves he's better at defense against the dark arts. Yeah. And, like, just Ron never does better than Harry at anything. Like, he should be, he should be filling that wise role. He should be filling the street yeah. smarts. 
Like, and there's or, a little bit of that early on. With the with the chess sort of thing, he has that strategic yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it doesn't come up often no. enough. And, like, it's often talked about how the films, like, bastardize Ron and Hermione and get anything good that Ron does to Hermione. Yeah. And that is true. But, like, the books even start doing that as well towards the end. Like, Hermione's the one who pl- is more in charge of planning their strategies for breaking into the Ministry and yeah. Gringotts. When Ron could have been good at that kind of thing. Ron should have been better at... Like, he knows the Ministry better than the other Hermione thing, like, would have. Let him use his wizard smarts, that, like, his yeah, yeah. lifelong he's, knowledge He's more. the only one of the of the trio yeah. that grew up in the wizarding world. He should have And again, a knowledge some set. of that comes up early on. Like, he's not... Like, sure. Not just, like, knowing the wizarding world, but yeah, that... Being able to use that knowledge. Yes. And just generally having something that makes him a worthwhile person to have around. Yeah. Because the books really fall off on that. Like, I want to defend Ron. Like, early on, he was my favourite character. Yeah, no, same. But, like, he got pissed at Hermione for thinking he couldn't have made saves because she thought that he'd been given Lucky Potion. I was like, no, you also thought that. You both saw it happen. Like, she wasn't saying you couldn't have done that. She's bad at wording things, is one thing with Hermione. Mm. Like, she's not very tactful. Yeah. Ron should be more tactful. Yeah. He should have the emotional intelligence. Like, yes. Like, everyone loves the emotional range of a teaspoon line. Yeah. But Hermione is often portrayed as kind of autistic. Yeah. Oh, and that yeah, could have been great. Let yeah. Ron be the emotional one. Let Hermione be like, I don't know why Cho was crying. Let yeah, Ron like, explain it. How? Emotions? What? I do books. Yeah. Which is like... The em- Especially the early on, that seems like team. how Hermione would have been. And yeah. it does seem like that should have been Ron's role. And then obviously book seven. you have seven. to give it to the girl because girls have feelings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he should be the wise one and the emotional core. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We were, we mentioned this earlier when we talked about like their secondary houses. Ron would have been a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. The, the way that like... Because he, he is ambitious. He wants to be the best. He wants to get ahead. Yeah, but the way that... He gets treated by the books and and stuff. You can't blame him. No, no, no. I mean, like, the the books want to suggest that he would be a Hufflepuff. Oh, I s- but like that's not the reality because he's no. not that emotional it's, again, core of the team. He's it's not similar to like the season two Digidestiny in particular, where the writers want them to be in a particular role, but don't actually write them in that role. Yeah, they don't yeah, write them yeah. That way. So like a lot of people will like argue strongly, like, no, no, no. If anyone's a Hufflepuff, it's Ron. But, like, that's not how his character plays out. No, he's not the one who, like, is close. But I think that's what we're saying, is that we would have preferred that. Yeah. Like, it, that should ha- that should be how he is. That's I mean, not how he is. But also, on that front, which one of the three literally tried to die to protect everyone else? <laughs> Hashtag just saying. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap up. <laughs> we really do. Thank you for listening to Sorted. If you agree or disagree with any of our sortings or etc., you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Thanks to Matt Mishak from both the Wampin' Willows for the theme song, The House of Awesome Theme Song. And thank you to The Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Cult Classics. A Steampunks. Ghoul Tank. Them's the Facts. Home Viewing. Green Mountain Mysteries, and No Dice. While you're there on Twitter, you should also tweet at us a Digimon. Not one of those we already sorted, but just one of the other random-ass Digimon. Just a Digimon. You want to know what has monochromons in? Or, I don't know, throw a Digimon at me. Seedramon. Seedramon? Everyone's favourite Digimon? <laughs> Motherfucking Seedramon? Tweet at us. Um, Marine Angemon. <laughs> Marine Angemon is in-house baby. 
Bye. Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, guest episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. (sighs) I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. (laughs) 